Hello everyone, you're listening to the Red Leaf Retrocast, where we strive to find, analyze, discuss and review entertainment pieces from the recent past in our questionable sense of humor, always delivering the best content with the best quality so we can keep being your place to learn, remember and relive the past to the present. Welcome, everybody, all of our loyal fans, to the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition episode 44. I am your healthy host, JD, back for more, or partially healthy anyways. I think I came down with stage two of the cold. I am joined here, naturally, with my Carnival host celebrating. Hickey, how you feeling today? Well, I'm feeling great, you know, after uh, getting the, the weirdest and strongest headache and, you know, some hangover yesterday because of carnival and shit like that. Uh, I ditched my friends today. Uh, they're going to parties. I'm here to talk about, you know, web shit with some foreigners. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> web shit with foreigners. That is fine. <laughs> they started great. Someone tried to jump out of the bridge because it's carnival and they got betrayed by the lovers. Things like that. It's fine. <laughs> I think the most important question is, did you... Snort cocaine off a hot Brazilian chick's ass. No, because I'm here talking to you. <laughs> My friends are going to the parties and snorting cocaine out of Brazilian butts. I'm here. Oh, out JD. of the butts. They stepped it oh. up a notch. JD. So that was, JD, that was a dumb question. Remember, Hickey's trying to become a lawyer. He's legally obligated to not answer you. <laughs> he lives in Brazil. He can do coke if he wants. <laughs> not on the record, he can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Let's, uh, I, I don't use drugs, JD, except alcohol and tobacco from time to time. But Only legal stuff. Only, only legal stuff. <laughs> only legal stuff. Of course. Of course. I believe you. Tori, how you doing? All the way from the Norway. Uh, I'm doing great. For some reason, I have better weather than most at the moment, which is odd. Sun and decently hot, and yeah. Yeah, it's really nice here as well. Out That's in good. the New England area. That's it's been good a nice winter. I really wish yeah. I had a really bad weather. It's been so long. <laughs> I, I had mean, 45 I guess, degrees like two days guess, ago. It's hot. Yeah, I was about to say, I guess technically you could say in your case, sun and extreme heat is bad weather, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want some rain, man. Half of Brazil is like underwater because it doesn't stop raining. And I'm just sitting here looking at the television as the, the weather forecast goes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna rain through the week and not a single 
drop. Not a single water drop <laughs> comes down. It's just house. like, <laughs> I, I, please, please, God, what do we, did we do <laughs> to suffer this? Just, just rain, what did please. What we do to deserve this? Uh, just, uh, I'm sweating a lot as well right now. Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, well, anime-related news, or at least manga-related news. Uh, I made a manga purchase order the other the other week in the mail, and it just came in the mail yesterday. Would you guys be curious to know what I received? Sure. Showing in things. Uh, you're not totally wrong. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Well, there's the there's a store card called a uh, card called Barnes and Noble, and um, they had an interesting kind of one day deal going on, and uh, where uh, this Urusei Yatsura manga volume one was re released, and it was half off and free shipping involved. So I hopped on that. Um, if you're looking at the live stream, YouTube or Twitch, uh, Redleaf Retrocast at Bull and JD. Uh, nice little plug for ourselves. Uh, you can see the 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 really big manga it's i think it's like three volumes uh large at first glance it's it's quite it's quite big it's really cool i i'm a i'm a big rumiko takahashi fan so that was really nice and then i just um continued the kakaguri manga uh getting um, up to volume six i mean i've seen the show already and absolutely love it but uh the manga is just as good it's the same uh caught up on some promised neverland Getting that manga done. Uh, I love the show, love the manga. I'm just going to continue getting the hard copies of that. Got volumes five and six. And then finally, uh, I'm going to start Dr. Stone. I got the very first one. Um, that was through a uh, uh, something affiliated with Barnes & Noble, kind of like their used books. And um, it's like brand fucking new. It was like a dollar. So that was a no-brainer. <laughs> So, uh, Dr. Stone is actually uh, coming out with an anime, I believe, in the summer. Yes. Yeah, it is this year, later this year. Yep. Yeah, uh, so cool. JD went to Tall, he just bought a bunch of things. <laughs> I'm kind I mean, of, I, uh, I only spent about $30 on it all, so that was uh, that was really cool. I'm kind of worried, though. Most, not, because of, not because of anything in related to Dr. Stone, but mostly because it's coming out in the summer, and my experience with summer seasons and anime is... There's generally not a whole lot of great shows. Uh, well, we all thought winter was going to be a great season, and then look what happened. <laughs> and uh, I'd say it's still a pretty I great mean, season. It's, all it's, going, it's going great for me. I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying this season. That's uh, not going too well for me, guys. <laughs> it's going great for me. Uh, well, Radiant came to an end. Uh, Black Clover like ended its arc and started a new one. And then uh, Fairy Tale revealed its big secret um, finally after all this time, and I essentially dropped everything. <laughs> I mean, we, we we went more in depth on the pre-show of it all, so you can go check uh, check that out on YouTube. But basically, I really hate it when when uh, these you see it a lot more in modern day shonen is uh, the kind of hard reset and tell the same story over again. Until they get to a new villain or the same villain again, and that drives me insane. Uh, and essentially, all three of them are doing it, and I just dropped all three of them. So, not to mention Shield Hero as well. <laughs> That's uh, and I called they it. did they, they yeah they, they I wasn't feeling it after episode four, and then they had a hot spring episodes episode, and I just went, yep, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> That's not correct. They had half a hot spring episode. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Ugh, I even okay. read. I even read a bit of the manga. And I'm like, this can't be in there. And nope. Of course it is. <laughs> it is not. Yeah, no. You need. It is not. My... You need your raccoon waifu. True. And, uh... That is true. <laughs> you need her because she's technically the best character. Thing. Uh, no, really, my exactly. my really big problem with this season is Index, the third season. I still don't have the slightest idea of what's going on. I know they're fighting in Russia now, and like, I I just want my boy Hamazura to you know get a grip, just just oh, have yeah. a peaceful life. But now he's just uh, shooting anti-material rifles into Tunguska, uh, Tunguska, a Russian AA uh, self-propelled gun. But the Tunguska in Index were, was draw wrong, so it was driving me nuts because it it was oh, it weird. was missing some parts and you know some other parts were just flipping flipped around. I was like, that is, oh. I know what that is because the front radar of the Tunguska is very uh, iconical. But excuse me, <laughs> it was just what the fuck is I I don't know what is going on. And then if- accelerator fire. Fought with Toma again, and uh, what the fuck is going on in that show? I, <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking listen, Here's the thing: like, if you haven't seen Index before, there's quite a lot of shit happening, and the thing is, it's kind of all happening at the same time. So there's a lot of like, you have to skip around, and then people keep switching sides. So people that were literally enemies an episode ago, all of a sudden they're showing up, and be like, "Mind if I help out?" And it's like. Wait, are you evil? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, I don't. I'm confused. Who are Hold you? On a second. Right, so that there's what a happened, lot of that. What, what happened I mean? to the to the war with the Catholics and and England and France and uh, now they're in Russia and there's some nuns yep. fighting in boats. And Carissa, <laughs> Carissa's just running out, going like, "I need to motivate my troops." Runs runs out in front. Ben Storm go, "Ah, help me! The enemy is going to capture me and rape me to death." And then all the knights are just like, shit, protect her! <laughs> My god. Yeah, it's, I don't know what is going uh, on. Uh, it's I, hilarious. I, I, just, I just sit there for 30 minutes and I don't think I even blink. I'm just mesmerized. <laughs> just yeah. no, it's like, watch it. <laughs> Index, is, Index is kind of a mess, but goddamn it, it's an entertaining mess. Well, like, it became a mess. I guess like the last part of the second season with the yeah. angel thing. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? And then, like, you have this new season, it's just like, I, I don't care what is going on. I just know it, it, something is going on. <laughs> yeah, like, for what I understand, it's kind of, they're kind of just, like, skipping from, like, thing to thing rather than going through everything. It's like, now we've done, now we're done with this, let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> so, no, it's no, a lot now, of, now everything is converging. Around. That is the well, problem. Yeah, but. <laughs> so, eh. like, it's, it's even more confusing now. <laughs> Eh, it's alright. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> well, we got a lot more stuff to talk about on the cast. Obviously, we have Tori's movie quest. Yes, we do. Talking, uh, we'll get there in a second. Then we got another manhwa manga checkout from me and Hickey. We got the Crunchyroll Awards to go over. That happened. Uh, interesting, I guess. And then a review of... Samurai X, Trust and Betrayal, the origin story of Kenshin Himura from Rurouni Kenshin. So, fun episode. Shall we Shall we get started, Tori? Sure. All right. So, I shall 
lay a drop, as I do, just for you, we can get going. And there you go. Off you go, Tori. It's all yours. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now nah, uh, I've been watching more movies as I always do, and uh, I am now currently into the early two thousand. Well, early, well, yes, early two thousands. Uh, in my movie quest, so I finished off the nineties, and uh, going into this uh, quest, uh, going into this podcast, I watched another eleven movies since last Jesus time. Jesus Christ, Tori. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I watched was. Once again, a whole lot of loop on the third, so a loop on the third, Hono no Kiko, Tokyo Crisis, uh, Galaxy Express 3.9, Eternal Fantasy, <clears throat> Jinro, loop on the third, Aino da Capo, Fujiko's Unlucky Days, My Neighbors the Yamadas, Blood the Last Vampire, loop on the third, One Dollar Money Wars, Spirited Away, loop on the third, Alcatraz Connection, The Cat Returns, and loop on the third, Episode Zero, First Contact. And no, I'm not going to talk about Ghibli stuff, even though I watched a lot of it. <laughs> what I am going to talk about, however, is one Lupin thing, actually. And that is the last Lupin thing I've watched so far, and that's Lupin the Third, Episode Zero, First Contact. First is contact... that the original one from the 60s you're mm, referencing, mm, or... N- no, I'm is referencing... different? No, yeah. First Contact, I just said I'm into 2000s, J.D. <laughs> Well, I know, no, no, no. The, you could, you can't always go back. I the, could, but I haven't done it. The sixty <laughs> thing is, I think, is like Lupin the Third pilot episode. Uh, yep, the pilot episode. Uh, but that's okay. not what I'm talking I about. Yeah, it's not episode, episode zero. zero it's, pilot. it's just a pilot that they made. It's like, yeah. hey, it's fun. Please give us money to give to make okay. it, and don't cancel the project halfway. Like everything in, well, that <laughs> was it? more in the eighties, not like everything in the seventies. In the seventies, eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lupin never did. But, so then, question before you get started, Tori. Sure. Are you also on a, like, side movie quest to watch all of the Lupin movies? <laughs> Specials? Basically. Okay. <laughs> I did yeah, something no. similar when I was uh, when I was going through all the Detective Conan stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I've just been on, I'm still on just, like, a complete Lupin craze, and I kind of, I kind of want to watch everything Lupin, so when, since I'm doing this already, I was, I looked at it, and I was just like, Sure. I'm going to get to this eventually anyway, so let's just knock it out right now. But yeah, <laughs> so look on the third episode, Zero, First Contact, is another origin story for Lupin, essentially. So this, again, goes into that whole uh, thing with, you know, the different, like, you have part one, which is an origin story, and you have the woman called Fujikomina that's an origin story, now you have First Contact, that is an origin story, and... Mm. Uh, it basically tells the story of how the gang met the first uh, for the first time. Although, and normally that would sound like you know, really the third time we have like an origin story. Is that really? Yes. Is that is that good? And the answer to that is yes. Actually, this one was really good. Uh, what I like is that ultimately it starts with uh, Jigen being uh, followed by this reporter who wants to report on the uh, Lupin gang. And she's mm-hmm. asking him a whole bunch of questions, trying to get answers, and he then goes into the story of how they met. So, uh, and then you know we cut back, we see Lupin, younger Lupin with no younger Lupin with no friends, and trying to act solo. When we get to meet Fujigo, we get to meet Jigen, and his first mission as he's working as a 
it's a bodyguard for the mafia, and he's trying to kill Lupin and right stuff like that. So, so it still it still sounds like it's basically the same origin story. Ultimately, it is. Yeah. But uh, what I really like is how they kind of wiggle out of that, like you know, alternate story thing at the end, because mm-hmm. at the end it turns out that when uh, they're finishing up, uh, we cut back to like Jigen telling the story, and then all of a sudden everyone is kind of just. Everyone in the gang, Fujiko, Jigen, and uh, Goemon is walking out of the uh, out of the dark in the alley there, and going like, "Hmm, I don't remember. I don't remember the story exactly like this." And it turns <laughs> out that this has been Loop on the entire time, and he's just fucking around. Well, not necessarily fucking around, but you know, they don't specifically say that he's lying, but it's kind of just like he is just once again trying to hit on a woman. <laughs> so it's uh. It's interesting, but all, everything that happens for for uh, before this, going into like you know how Senegata got to be on the case of catching Lupin in the first place. He was originally in the U.S. to catch Fujikobina. Uh, then he met Lupin, and he was just uh, went on to try to catch him there. Seeing kind of you know how Lupin and Jigen became friends, and how Lupin and uh, Goemon got to know each other, and how annoying they are to deal with when they're against each other because they're. Pretty similar, uh, similarly smart and, you know, good at cancelling each other out, but none of them are able to take each other out, so. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's just, it's more, it's more of the uh, same old loop on hijinks with just a pretty good story, all things considered. So, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a lot I'm gonna have to watch this one. I yeah. haven't seen this one either. That's, like, I think, out of all the, uh, all the uh, side stories I've seen so far, I think uh, First Contact has to be my favorite. Right now. I'll definitely have to check it out. I'm yeah. gonna add that to my list immediately because you know I'm I'm a big Lupin fan. And if you want a if you want to get into Lupin, Tori, uh, what would you say t- for a member of the audience to check out? I would say if you want to get into Lupin, you should check out my uh, YouTube channel where I have a video made on how to get into Lupin. I do not talk about First Contact because I hadn't seen it at the time, but I talk about a lot of other things like Part One, Part Five. The woman called Fujikomina, as well as Castle of Cagliostro. And you can find my YouTube channel, finally, by searching Anime Top Scholar on YouTube. <laughs> it Hooray. actually shows up now. <laughs> Hooray. Maybe that's why you're getting more views. <laughs> that's, that's possible. <laughs> uh, uh, you can also find a link to his YouTube in the description of every episode, as per usual. There yes, you, go. you can. And uh, so, let's see. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was another movie called Jinro from 2000s. The Wolf Brigade. The Wolf Brigade. Brigade. Exactly. I do do have the summary and everything on the agenda for you, Tori. You sure do. Because I'm trying to be a better host. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Jinro The Wolf Brigade is by Production IG. It was made in the 2000s. Exactly 2000. The summary from the anime plan is Constable Fuse is part of an elite special force forces unit known as the Capital Police, whose mission it is to maintain peace during a time of civil unrest. Fuse becomes entangled within a web of intrigue in politics between the Capital Police, the government, intelligence bureau, and the secret society known as Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. Wolf Brigade. Yep. I prefer to pronounce that name Fuse. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But <laughs> as I also watch this in Japanese, I am got. I've heard his name so many times now that whenever I see it, I still just see it as Fuse. 
<laughs> I, I I really I was really hoping that you kind of checked out the dub and it, and they say no. fuse instead because oh, <laughs> no, that that's the kind of shit that they used to do. <laughs> yeah, oh, nah. that sucks so Fuse-a. much. Kasuki fuse. <laughs> Does that make you cringe, Hickey? Fuse. Yeah, just call the guy fuse. I mean, <laughs> in in the context of the movie, oh okay, I'll, I'll let that pass because. <laughs> you know, it's it's a guy using this mecha suit going around with a twenty millimeter heavy machine gun mowing down people. So, oh, Fuse would be perfect. Fuse, then. <laughs> yeah, Fuse is a good name. It's a good nickname. <laughs> My name is Fuse, but you can call me Fuse. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, it's a good play on words. Now, uh, for those wondering, yes, we have been. Uh, What's the word? Uh, recommended for the show to cover uh, Jinro uh, later. So, Tori, you've already seen it now. Is I it have. worth covering? Is now the question. No! <clears throat> this is when I have to disappoint you on it. No, I'm joking. Uh, yes, I think it's very much worth it. Obviously, this is a... Uh, this was originally <laughs> created by... Uh, yeah, it was originally created by Mamoru Oshii. Although he did not direct it. I like it. Oshii. Yeah. yeah, production IG, Max, yeah, it makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he did not direct it. But it is, oh. like, obviously, there is a huge inspiration here of uh, Western, especially European movies, as you can tell by this. And obviously, one of the big kind of um, metaphors, if you will, in this, it's, or it's not even a metaphor, but like, well, they do use it as a metaphor. It's the, uh, they kind of like the tale of the... Uh, uh, Red Riding oh Hood. Yeah, yeah, Red Riding Hood. I just, the there's, there's a lot of that. That's that's why the is... whole Wolf Brigade and Little Red Riding Hood, the uh, yeah, the this terrorist is one of the girls that from your quest. Oh, I've watched I've it, yes. so yeah. it's the terrorist it's girls that are like walking around trying to deliver bombs. They call them their Little Red Riding Hoods. Yeah, if, big bad police if it's, guys. If it's not that. the weirdest, it's one of the weirdest adaptations of Red <laughs> Riding Hood <laughs> I've ever <Yeah>. watched. <laughs> What do they call? What do they call her in, in uh, Jinro? I don't remember the name of the person, like the name of the girl, but they call them Red Riding Hoods because they yeah. go around with uh, red hoods and with a basket. So it's not a singular girl, and they call no, her no, hood or like something. there's a no, bunch of what's them. up, it's, hood? It's like it's essentially it's essentially like a code name used for the uh-huh. terrorist girls that are delivering, like because obviously the terrorist cells or the uh, yeah the terrorist cells they are spread out across different places and they need to. Deliver, the bo- deliver these bombs and whatnot and equipment. So basically, the code name for those are Little Red Riding Hood, because they're usually girls, younger, uh, running around. I'm kind of disappointed. Really? I was hoping they. I was hoping they'd call a uh, call a girl like Little Hood or something. Little or hood. main or is there a main is there a main hood main red? There is red a hood? there is a main character. Yes, that is a Little Red Riding Hood. That is uh, kind of. Uh, that uh, Fusa ends up <gasps> saving, okay-ish. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean so... the, the context of the story is also interesting because if it it is based on real uh, yeah. events, there was a time in Japan. I think they were trying to pass a like a working uh, reform or something like that, and people start to you know it was either working reform or, or educational reform in the seventies. And people just start going to places and throwing cocktail molotovs and things like that. So it is based in that. It's based in in a real event mm. where the police shot people and shit like that. 
Uh, oh, didn't get didn't get you know as ugly as people going around bombing things, but it was pretty close. Uh, pretty wild uh, manifestations, kind of what we see in France nowadays. In for example, it would be something similar, but in Japan. Mm. Yeah, no, like it's just it's kind of it is a cool movie, right? Because it is it is essentially about that. Like there is a whole lot of civil unrest. People are not happy with the government, they're not happy with the police, and then obviously in order to quell these protests, you have the special police who are these dudes in these jacked up suits and walking around, like really mobile police that's also heavily armed with fucking, like, uh... Anti-tank heavy machine guns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they're just walking around and killing people, essentially. Well, not, not necessarily, but they're used as, they're used to, uh essentially take out targets real fast so they are the they are the special police and there's like you know there's a little bit of like that conflict between like the actual police and the special police and political shit going on behind the scenes of whatnot so it's it's a really interesting movie i i enjoyed it quite a lot so yes i would definitely recommend it all right well if you want to recommend a an anime for us to cover, a movie or OVA or or what have you, then hit any of any of us up on Twitter. You can find all our handles in the description of every episode. Looking forward to all the recommendations. Or any, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically if you have anything you want to recommend. Don't Yeah. Just Don't hesitate. <clears throat> okay, cool. I'm excited. Uh, it's it's definitely on the recommended list. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. We have stuff planned out already. (laughs) We still need a hentai to be recommended uh, for probably episode 51, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right around the corner. Okay. Well, I think that goes into our next little little segment here. Here we go. Go, 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 Astro Boy! All right, Hickey. This was your idea. Yes, because I made a mistake and I had to correct it. Uh, basically, we are reviewing today. It's you know, it's the fourth uh, time you're doing the manga manga webtoon checkout, and we're going to uh, you know give our considerations and thoughts on a manga called Princess Knight. Or I don't remember the Japanese name, but that's fine. It's by Osamu Tezuka. It was released in January 1963, and fifty-three. Yeah, 53. And oh, okay. has 27, 27 chapters in three volumes. Basically, uh, when I said I made a mistake, is because this year it's the 30th anniversary of Osamu Tezuka's death. He died in February 9th, 1989. Uh, but I thought it was in March. So uh, uh, I thought I thought okay. it was like late February, early March, but it was act- actually the beginning of February. Um, and you know we're talking about Osamu Tezuka. Every uh, date we have about him, it should be celebrated because he's the grandfather of every manga and anime that have existed. And Princess Knight enters in that category. Uh, from JD. Being the good host he is, put the, oh, thank you, the summary the from Anime Planet. <laughs> uh, and he says, from his heavenly porch, God distributes girls and boys' hearts to babies about to be born. 
But a prank by the mischievous angel Tink, I don't think it was a prank, he just made a mistake because he's quite dumb for an angel, uh, leaves Princess Sapphire of Silverland <laughs> with both male and female heart. Due to an old-fashioned law preventing women from ruling, Sapphire must disguise herself as a prince to prevent the scheming Duke Dura Duralumin. Duralumin, this is his name. Uh, I think that is the names a, in this manga are quite. Uh, I think that's a name something. of a like a aluminium focused detergent branch here. <laughs> really, really, <laughs> or it's just to polish aluminium. I don't remember. There's something with the name uh, from coming for coming to power. Uh, the plan goes fairly well until a fencing tournament goes awry. And the girl is stripped of her royal title. Now, in order to get her old life back, Sapphire must escape from jail, battle dragons, and even get transformed in a swan. Uh, that swan part was weird because this one had human legs. Uh, can the girl brawl and charm her way to true happiness? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I'm... This is an interesting uh, manga to look back on, considering it came out in the 50s. It is, uh, and it's and, a Zomotazuka um, thing. It's usually something to analyze a little bit further than, oh, it's just drawings. Uh, no, uh, there's a lot of story also behind it, how it came to be. It's not actually like a Tezuka watch per se, because he was, you know, he was hired to make a shoujo manga. Uh, for a magazine, and he came out with, you know, this story, Princess Knight. Yeah, and when you when you Google search Princess Knight, uh, immediately it uh, th the main note that comes up is what it's um, interpreted by critics for, and that's its portrayal of gender roles, and uh, some claim it's uh, pro-feminist ideals. And other thinks thinks it uh, overly expresses misogyny, um, especially in 50s, 60s Japanese society. Uh, that's taken straight from the wiki page. Um, so this actually started a tradition of the androgynous heroine and established a lot of trends in the so shoujo. So that makes sense, considering it's it's Tezuka. He's very... Uh, yeah. What's the yeah. word? Um uh, revolutionary ahead of his time evolution yeah revolutionary, revolutionary kind of thing evolutionary uh, and this is considered to be one of his first works in the shoujo genre and um, so here we go uh, read it all because it's very short yeah uh, part one is like the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> there's 20 there's what what'd you say 27 chapters yeah, 27 chapters yeah part one's tw like 19 or 20 <laughs> so it just goes back uh what i noticed is uh it's extremely fast-paced about everything oh yeah i mean everything in the like, 60s or 50s in this case uh you see that in anime right when you, when we <laughs> reveal anime from the 60s Everything is like so fast. With one episode of speed a speed racers, yeah. speed racer, <laughs> speed racer, speed yeah. racer. Yeah, it's a good example. Just uh, everything's a self-contained story within an episode. Like, but oh, it's no. but it's, it's fucking it can... going by everything so fast. It's like it's like oh my god, somebody died. Oh no, shit. Let's move on to the race. Come on, we need to win this. Let's go. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, well, that's kind of what that's kind of what Princess Knight was. It was just, uh, just like a bunch of things, a bunch of different stories, and they didn't quite connect it well. <laughs> no, it just it just uh, you turn the page, new story. It's like uh, it starts off in heaven, um, and Tank just goes, ah, fuck it, boy, girl, heart, ah, let's go. Okay, next story. Oh, baby's born. Oh shit, it's a girl. Oh well, a boy. Okay, fifteen years later. Okay, well we raised her as a boy, but she's still a girl and she has feminist things. Bang, next one. Uh, evil Gargamel character from from the Smurfs is here. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite, no, it's slash. quite reminiscent. It, it is definitely not what we perceive as a a manga or a manga style. It is not not compared yeah, to today's works. No, cartoonish. It is very interesting to read, uh, especially because there's a lot of dark things that happen, but they they kind of brush it off as goofy. Uh, so it is quite interesting. Except the suicide at the end. That was that was quite dark. Uh, yeah, there, there's like random deaths that occur. It's like, oh, um, I have to go see my my daughter son <laughs> in the fencing tournament. She's about to, she he is about to, um, because they they go back and forth referring to, uh, they go her the prince kind of thing a lot. Uh, but the like, there's an instance where the father hops on a horse. There's a big joke about the horse looking like a hippo, and then the the uh, the horse essentially drags the father. Uh, all the way to the fencing grounds, basically to his death, <laughs> and then the horse gets stabbed by a poison sword that the Gargamel dude uh, set up the a prince from another kingdom to take the fall, and then it just goes, well, uh, the, the dad died, the horse also died. Uh, but the prince did it, so forget about the king dying. <laughs> yeah, then they they blamed the, the prince of the the golden, what is the, what is the name? Is like gold land. It's like golden land. Golden land. <laughs> Just and, the lamest names ever. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it was quite interesting. Everything goes so fast. Uh, Osamu Tezuka really liked the fast pace of the stories. You can see, like, uh, my favorite example is the nineteen fifty three. Uh, Tetsuanaton or Astro Boy adaptation where with the first 30 minutes, the first episode nowadays you can make a 12 episode <laughs> in anime like a season of anime of just what happens in the first episode of Astro Boy, of how fast it is and the same thing comes here uh, comes in play here, everything goes so fast, there's a lot of things happening uh, again a lot of trends being created and uh it is quite interesting, not the story per se. I didn't think the story was that interesting. Uh, it is very... No, I w yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it is very Disney-like. And again, it's Osamu Tezuka. Osamu Tezuka loved Disney. So when he got the chance of doing something Disney, he just went for it. Uh, I'm, gl I'm glad you brought that up because as I was reading this, just in part one uh, from a perspective, I thought this was Disney as fuck. Yeah, no, <laughs> I thought I was reading a a uh, a mixed story um, of three things. I thought I was reading uh, um, Sleeping Beauty mixed with Cinderella, which they reference in the manga, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> it is quite interesting. Yeah, and then uh, the, the Rosa Versailles, which obviously came way later in seventy uh, nine. Um, I'm not sure when the manga came out. If that was if that was even a manga, uh, 
I don't know off the top of my head, but the point because that's that's raising a girl to be a prince, the prince character. So I'm like, oh, there's Rosa Versailles, and then you have Sleeping Beauty with the evil witch trying to do some shit, and then you have uh, Cinderella, which is she's always doing. Well, Cinderella things. Cinderella She's talking things. to animals. Yeah. They're helping her, like, clean. There's, and, even, uh, there's even that part where Chink makes a flute. And he goes around, like, uh, uh, you know, playing the flute. And the animals are just singing around and things like that. It is... <laughs> it is... That, that was, like, two pages of, I'm going to make a flute. And I'm going to play this song. And then she'll become a, a real woman. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. I, I just so she's in the it. middle of a fencing battle. Like, for her life, and he's like, I'm going to play the flute. And she goes, oh, no, I'm weak. I can't do anything. Eek, a sword. <laughs> oh, I can fight. It's not I can't fight anymore all of a sudden it is because great. now I'm whenever, a woman. Whenever she lost the, the, the boy heart, <laughs> it was just amazing. I was like, uh, sure, yeah. But, but like, Osamu Tezuka is, uh, you know, regarded as the father of anime and a lot of things. But what he's really f- good at is just getting on other on other people's properties and <laughs> making it better. <laughs> so, you know, he has the... the he's a star. I don't know if he made know. Sleeping Beauty better here. He, he, well, <laughs> I mean, he has, really he has his own themes. Tetsuanatum. Okay, fair enough. You know, he has the, the Doctor one. Blackjack. He has right, yeah, things yeah. he does. It's his own things, and they are very good. Uh, but sometimes he was like, he would see something, usually Disney doing, and he would do, I can do that better. And, you know, because of that, we have uh, the White Lion. <laughs> because he saw Disney doing it. It's like, oh, I can. Absolutely right, yeah. You know, I can make it better because I'm like that. I can, I, I can do anything better. He saw, you know, uh, he saw Walt Disney making animations from. Uh, movie theaters because that's how animation worked uh, it, it wasn't on television there was no television mm-hmm. so if you want to see animation you'd go to movie theaters and they would just pass the animation before the movies you have to go to the pictures to see the films yeah <laughs> so like Osamu Tezuka was seeing that and was like oh there's this new thing called television I can make it better <laughs> so you know that's uh. basically Osamu Tezuka in a lot of things uh and that's no different in Princess Knight. He there was a revue or a theater company he really liked, which was a all female company. And basically, he took a bunch of stories they they would adapt. Uh, they had adapted, and he watched it when he was young. Uh, he just mixed a bunch of things together and made. Princess Knight, so he's technically just <laughs> mixing up stories and copying this all-female company, <laughs> theater company. The I think they are located in Kamakura. It's Kamakura. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not really surprising though. Like, remember, this is this is Tezuka. This is the guy who was just like, I want. I've always wanted to make manga. But I want to fucking... I need somehow to fucking sustain myself while I make manga. Let me become a fucking doctor. So that I can make, make no enough money to support myself. And make manga. Like, and crazy make manga. guy. But you know, he, he made... There's a reason why the dude died with a pen in his hand, yeah. so... Yeah. He made Tezuka Pro. He basically created Mushi Productions as well. And Ghibli. Yeah. And, you know, you gotta give the guy the props. He was, he was oh, a smart guy. I give the guy huge props. 
This wasn't to get, not giving props. This was to fucking just highlight how crazy this man was. Because of yeah, we're gonna I mean, we're gonna definitely have to cover a Tizuka like a, ch- a little chunk of. We we should yeah. have him. We should make a Tizuka episode because of him, or at least cover like Astro Boy or. Um, is there a blackjack anime that came out before kind of the uh, the twenty was that fourteen or something? Yeah, I Remember think there is. Uh, yes, there I should be. Uh, but I don't think it is. Uh, wait, no shit. There was a blackjack OVA that started in ninety three. <laughs> well, that qualifies. So yeah, but it yeah, kept going all the way to two thousand eleven. Gotta gotta give the guy the props. He's the reason why Miyazaki will die in this day. Uh, so. <laughs> There's a blackjack oh movie from '96, TV series from 2004, another movie from '96, one day from t- yeah. There's a maybe lot of blackjack. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll do like a double feature or something where we'll do uh, Astro Boy and then like the blackjack movie from the early '90s or something. Yep, yeah. But back to Princess Knight. It it was very interesting. Yeah. If you. <sighs> If you want to read it, I advise not to, unless you're interested <laughs> in this. Unless you're interested in the story, basically, like you start watching anime, and you're like, "Oh my god, this might be my reason to living." Just look what happened to me. <laughs> the only reason I'm alive nowadays it's anime, but that's okay. And you're like, you know, I want to see what happened, uh, what why anime is now nowadays is what it is when it started. Then yeah, go. You know, read Osamu Tezuka things. Uh, the problem with Princess Knight is just Osamu Tezuka. First, he was hired, so he he just he was winning money, so he just backed every fairy tale like thing in one story <laughs> in twenty seven chapters. So it's not only fast; it changes the focus so quickly. You have you know the the prince who is actually a princess, then you have the first law of which is the prince prince charming <laughs> uh, literally yeah literally his <laughs> his last name is charming uh, of course it is <laughs> then you know the the prince the 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 king die and then sapphire will become prince but actually the the evil duke discovers uh, she's a princess and then bends her and then she goes around and then there's a witch, there's actually a demon and then there's a pirate. Uh, <laughs> the pirate is like the school guy who says, I want to conquer yeah, your Captain heart. Hook sh- yeah, Captain Hook shows up or yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to capture your heart. And you know, it's it's the, it's the forceful guy in, in Shoujo, right? <laughs> it's right. the guy that just goes around bossing the, the main character. Uh, she goes around and I'm then, gonna murder your I'm gonna murder the Duke to capture your hearts. Yeah. And there's uh, the queen. What he says. <laughs> then the I'm queen, gonna assassinate this yeah. dude and then you'll love me. Then the queen is banished. The queen goes to an island. The the witch who is actually a demon turns the the queen into stone. And then you have the quest to make the queen come back to life and it, blah 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 and a bunch of people die. And you know, we we live happy after. So it, it just looks like Every three chapters, happily ever after with a suicide. <laughs> with a suicide, uh, it 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 looks like every three chapters you have a new fairy tale starting. So yeah, I would say so, and it doesn't finish. <laughs> that is also a big problem. It it doesn't yeah. finish. So like you have the start of a fairy tale, and immediately just the start of another fairy tale. What about the the other thing? Now nah, fuck, doesn't matter. Everything will make nah, sense fuck. at the you end. You turned the pa- You turned the other page hours ago. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> just... doesn't really matter. So, if you 
if you were interested in what Tezuka did and how he thought and, you know, basically how a bunch of tropes came to be, especially in the 70s and 80s, uh, no, let's put the 90s with the golden age of shoujo, read it, it's interesting. <laughs> but if you're not, well you, you should you skip it. You Go go read something like Blackjack, uh, the original things Tezuka did that he didn't try to copy out of the Western, uh, the West. <laughs> Blackjack, I believe, is one of the best works of Tezuka. Go read that. It is way better than Princess Knight. If you're interested, again, if you're interested in history and development of anime industry and what Tezuka thought and how he managed manage his shit, then yeah, Princess Knight is a good reading. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, the only thing I'd like to add is if you like uh, seeing kind of origin works... And seeing something from a, I guess, a society perspective of the time, uh, then Princess Knight is definitely interesting to see what was pumped out of the 50s and 60s kind of deal. Uh, and I compare it to going back to reading something like old Batman comics from the from that era. Oh yeah, <laughs> the what is the name? Or Iron of Man, the... where everything uh, everything is uh, communist all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, Iron Man with the the teen can suit. Which yeah, is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, true. That is so true. The, the problem, yeah. the biggest problem, really, is that Iron Man is Iron Man until nowadays. Uh, with anime true. and manga, you need to, you know, make a little mental gymnastics to understand how a trope <laughs> developed. So, like a the shoujo big guys or the captain, the 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 pirate, the guy who forcefully goes around the the main girl, like sure. saying, "I'm gonna capture your heart." And you're gonna fall for me because I'm this really good and sexy man. Uh, you need to see how it developed. Uh, not as not as easy as reading Iron Man comics, <laughs> but it, it was a good uh, metaphor. It was a good comparison. Alrighty, <clears throat> so there you go, everybody. And with that. Time to get into the results of the Crunchyroll Awards and how they compare to our awards. Will your favorite shonen anime ever come to an end? The guy well, from think... Hunter x Hunter is also rich as fuck. He doesn't need to make <laughs> manga. He should stop and finish fucking Hunter x Hunter, but he's... Well, he clearly there. doesn't want to make manga. He, You can see that all over how... Oh, long... please. Please. He's just... He's just faking it at this point. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, guys, he doesn't want to make manga. Guys, I made one chapter of two pages using a number two pencil. So, you know, here, have it. Oh, I'm going on Yatus again. My my back hurts. <laughs> like, Please, just finish this. <laughs> well, I guess it's time for me to just keep my fingers crossed for One Piece then. And now, back to the show. Alrighty. So the Crunchyroll Awards happened, uh, what, like a couple weeks ago, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct, guys? Me and Tori watched Alrighty. it. And we it sure gave did. me a huge headache. <laughs> oh. It was, I mean, it seemed very Crunchyroll biased, even though they tried not to be in the end. <sighs> Or they, they, it was like a facade of of them trying not to be Crunchyroll biased, but they ended up being Crunchyroll biased. <laughs> that's how I that's how I took it, just from looking I, at. See, I don't the think awards. so. 
Just, just because of the people that are involved. Like, it's not Crunchyroll doing Crunchyroll's just hosting it. And, uh... I honestly also wish that they would find somebody else to host it because god damn it, it's so cringy. Especially was when they're on stage. As last year? Oh, it's worse. Like, when you worse. are on stage and you're like, we're all here having a good time, aren't we? And then you see, a, like, three people with cameras walking by and you hear a little bit of, yeah, in the background and you get a <laughs> shot of the room and there's, like, 15 guys. It's like, mm, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like two people <laughs> clapping. Yep. And you look at them and be like, I know you. I've seen you in Crunchyroll. Be- you work there. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. What Was there awkward band music between everything again? Nope. No. Okay. No. They, cut, they cut that. All right. Yeah. Nah, this so, is way more local. <laughs> all right. Way more. Well, at least, uh, maybe that's for the best. All right, I didn't write down all the awards like the voice actor one, but uh, j- just Ooh. the ones that kind of compare to us. <laughs> I mean... So, Mamoru Miyano won Japanese. Mamoru Miyano and... as Kotaro Baka Zombie. Yeah, that's that's what matters. He was. I, I mean, it it is a good time for Mamoru Miyano. Uh, people accept his quirks. Uh, you know, he's the Ho- Hoin Kyoma guy. Yeah, he's he's Hoin Kyoma. Yep. Taro. Yeah, because like now he can go crazy as ever because you know people are accepting more. His type of voice acting and basically it's the best time for him. Uh, and he won a, an award that shows it. People really liked him in Zombie Land Saga. Well, that's good at least. All right, well, let's get into it. I don't want to spend too much time on, on Crunchyroll. They don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, so they updated their site. I just want to make this little side note. And um, so Adblocker doesn't work on it, but it can work. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it's pretty what? funny. They updated the, the the thing that adblock. Yeah, worked. so um, they updated their site, and uh, let's say you have a free account, so you just watch everything, you know, a week later, what have you. Yeah. Uh, well, there's uh, their their system so bugged now that if you have a free account, it basically makes it makes you unable to even watch it with ads. Because what ends up happening is what used to happen was you'll get like three or four of the same ad in a row for, like, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just two or three times an episode. Well, now it's so bugged out that when you start an episode, the ad just rolls on top of each other. You get, like, four or five different ads for about ten minutes. Oh, my so God. So it, it, it basically makes you, makes, it, makes you unable to even watch the video in the first place. So I looked. Uh, I I just googled. Okay, uh, what is the solution to this? Like, is it bugged out? And a and there's a few Reddit users that have found a way around that. You just gotta like inspect, and then just uh, you end up just clicking on the Crunchyroll ad, and then you just add it to uh, the ad blocker. So, um, oh. oh, so basically the ad block working in. <laughs> On Crunchyroll, that's basically what I did. If I, if I go on Crunchyroll to watch free anime and I had the ad block, <laughs> your sign, and I, and oh, I had yeah. ad block on, the ad block will just block the <laughs> the ads in the in the move in the video. So I I would just watch Crunchyroll anime without <laughs> any advertisement. <laughs> so they try to they try to fix that, but they end up making ten minutes of advertisement. Yeah, they ended up breaking their videos. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. yeah, okay, so basically, 
Crunchyroll needs to hire some people that can monitor <laughs> and fix this shit because this is absolutely getting retarded. Like, literally, in order to fucking fix their site to begin with, they had to solicit the help of random people on the internet, which is always fantastic. And now, just hire people. Stop stop letting people go. Just hire people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I got through, I got halfway through a uh, JoJo Golden Wind episode, and then at the halfway point, an ad hit. This was when I first, when it first, like, started. And, uh, I was like, okay, I can deal with an ad or two for a minute, whatever, I'll go, like, take a piss or something and come back. Fine, you know. Uh, I come back, and that same ad has just rolled on top of each other, like, the same two ones. I go, what's happening here? It just wouldn't go away. I'm go, I, and I go, I'm gonna time this just to see how long it'll take, and it just would, after ten minutes, it was just looping. So I was, like, playing a video game, and I go, okay, alright, this is unacceptable. <laughs> so anyways, back to the Crunchyroll Awards. <laughs> uh, best OPED, the Crunchyroll winners were, for OP, it was the Darling and the Franks one, and the ED, Attack on Titan Season 3, which, by the way, neither of the two were even nominated for us. Yeah. And uh, our so results was... Angry. Oh, uh, yeah, our... should have. The, the, our our results uh, was Ooh. yeah was Kokaku uh, by a landslide and that wasn't even nominated uh, for the Crunchyroll one so um, there you go with that yeah because you know there was oh, deal with the devil there's deal with the devil there was deal with the devil and it's like oh dude it's deal with the devil basically the best music of last year no. <laughs> Yeah, like, and so that that's something that stuck out to me immediately. Like everything that was nominated for our awards across the podcasts and fans and whatnot just wasn't even nominated for Crunchyroll. So uh, that was a bit odd. Good. <laughs> um, best boy and girl. Uh, we decided to do like the best show with characters and whatnot. Crunchyroll winners was Midoriya again, My Hero Academia, Shocking. which. Which we'll make a comment in a second, and then the uh, best girl was Mai from Bunny Girl Senpai, which not really surprising. Nah, I was fine with that. Yeah, no, yeah, that one. She's right. not the best girl of the show, but that's fine. Uh, you can shut up. <laughs> so our results again was uh, basically Hinata from Place Further Than the Universe and another character, and then uh, so she was at least nominated in the girl category. What? What the comment I want to make is the uh, Midoriya vote. The last season was more about Bakugo than anything, and uh, for us, he actually got fourth place. Uh-huh. But he, again, not nominated in Crunchyroll, so that kind of stood out to me. Would you uh, agree, guys? Well, you know, fan votes. Some people like they don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. people it's not like they're like oh this is based on third season you know people are going there being like oh well I liked him in season one I also really like the way he's portrayed in the manga therefore I'm gonna vote on him it's like that's not sure there you go well said Tori <laughs> yeah I mean uh, like, I don't really have any comment I know there's like every every uh, kind of award thing will have its mm-hmm. distortions uh, ours when we made the first time, you know, there's a there's a huge thing. Usually, it's me and Dory. We are both who, the the ones who watch the most amount of anime, <laughs> so we have any like it's huge and it usually gets distorted by. Uh, we don't have a cap of nominations and things like that, so 
what happened is like what we saw this year with just a place further than the universe winning everything. The same thing goes to Crunchyroll, where we we have a lot of judges. <coughs> you have a lot of judges, way more than we have. Right. Uh, but they their taste is very punctual. So kind punctual. of kind yeah, yeah kind of yeah. happens the same thing, but instead of being something majorly like uh, something popular to a point it's usually the most popular things that get nominated like my hero academia uh this year what i think it happened what i think it happened uh well most of our categories had uh like runaway results there was only a couple that were close yep and they were all rigged no i mean i i know (laughs) i know what i'm what i'm saying is still angry and bitter about it tori what i'm saying is (laughs) what appears in the categories uh, not much what it wins. Oh, I got you. I got yeah, you. I feel you. Usually, right. yeah, we the shows that won they were popular. They were popular, but not that popular. You have you have those little things, those little surprises where when it comes to Crunchyroll, what appears in the categories are usually huge shows. Uh, they don't need to be good. I'm making my case to my Hero Academia because I don't think it's mm-hmm. a good show, but it's huge. Yeah, you can shut up. <laughs> uh, it's a huge show. So you know what happened yeah. this year. As I was saying, I think Crunchyroll capped out the amount of nominations a show could have. That's why we you might you we might be see, That's why that. we didn't see My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia won the majority of the the awards, but it wasn't in the Anime of the Year category right. because it was probably no, capped out. Probably right. You know, so like <laughs> these are the little things that happen. These distortions we see. Uh, so, you know, people see My Hero Academia, they will vote for My Hero Academia. Uh, granted, it's huge. Right. So, even if you have another like, popular thing, it's, it doesn't compete. <laughs> like, it's, it's the, uh, it's, it's kind of similar to the whole, like, if you go to Mal and look at the most popular anime on Mal, what's the most popular anime on Mal? Well, that's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, right? It's that thing. It's like, it's so huge, everyone loves it. It's like if you were to do, if Crunchyroll were to do a fucking like just best anime of all time award, you know, Full of Atlantis Brother would be nominated and it would most likely win. It is the most popular anime among Western well, fans. From a what? Yeah, from a Western perspective. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tiger and Bunny and Gintama would win in the East. <laughs> yeah. And Love Live and that kind of that kind Love of Live. Oh, that would just break my heart. I, I would. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. moving on. Uh, best fight scene. Uh, so I just kind of compared this to our best moment kind of category as a comparison. Uh, Crunchyroll winner was the All for One versus All Might fight in My Hero Academia. So there you go, Hickey. <clears throat> another one. Uh, literally had another Satan one. fighting. So, so I, I re-looked at, all, at our best moment category for any fight scenes in particular. And really only one fight scene came up, and that was Austin. Uh, Austin. Asta's demon mode, which was by me. <laughs> Of course it was. In Black Clover. And then to compare that, uh, the best fight scene in, from the Crunchyroll nominations was the Yami versus Licked fight. So, uh, But I will say My Hero Academia did win our most fun to watch category. So I, yeah. I, there was some kind of correlation there. So I guess to my disdain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best protagonist and antagonist uh, Crunchyroll winners was... Uh, Tempest from the um, Reincarnated as a Slime and All for One uh, My Hero Academia. There you go again, Hickey. Could have literally <laughs> had Satan, but no. <laughs> yeah. 
They literally <laughs> have Satan. We just, we just Satan. kept like the, the antagonist was it? The, yeah, the best antagonist. Yep. It was. I guess it was the most fun category, the funniest category. Watching with Ori <laughs> because like I, I had a huge headache because you know Crunchyroll Awards. <laughs> people people were like presenting it, but my experience was like you know. Do you, have you guys ever made a party hopping? It's basically like a bar hopping, but if you are in a party and you you just drink, you drink and drink and drink until you get wasted. Someone say hey, something to I've you. I've been to college. <laughs> no. Someone say something to you and you agree. You blink, you kind of pass out and wake up in a, another place. You don't know where you are, who are the people around you. You're just confused. And you're just leaving there, like, what the fuck is going on? You don't understand what's going on. Basically, that was Crunchy Rewards because there's a bunch of that people was presenting this it. Too. <laughs> there was there was a bunch of people presenting it, and I didn't know anyone. <laughs> I know like two guys. I was like, what well, that is was going for me last on? year as well. I was like, I don't know any of these people. I know Chris Sabat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> what what is going on? And the best antagonist. It was funny because uh, we uh, I was talking to. <laughs> to Tori and it's like one is basically Satan the other one is I, I, actually Satan the other one is technically Satan the one is a Russian <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah. there was a bunch of different Satans to choose from and they choose all for one <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> okay well that see that's the problem see there was just the it, it's like the uh it's like the uh, American election if you get a third party involved he takes a votes away so there was just too many third party satans involved took votes away so all yeah. of them went towards the other t- towards the republican vote all for one <laughs> yeah but there's literally <laughs> satan there's literally his name satan. is satan there's too many satans that's the problem so his name anyway, is also, satan also just just a little thing to to clarify lily didn't win best girl yeah. And I was sad about yeah, because that because there was the oh, meme. It, it was a, it was a, a, a meme. It, it just needed to win, but unfortunately, it didn't. <laughs> I'm so, glad it wh- didn't. But at the same time, I agree. The meme would, the memes would have been nice. Yeah. One thing I noticed, and I and I uh, I did double check this. Um, reincarnated as a slime, never even got a single voter nomination in ours. No, of- because it's. Bad. All of those things, honestly, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch I'm, it. A lot of people like it. I I've read the manga because mm-hmm. a lot of people said it is great. My my friends are watching it and they say it's great. It's great. Uh, I was like, all right, it's an isekai. I'm born on isekai. I don't. I I I read manga. Tell me about it, Hickey. I, I tried I read, one. <laughs> I, I read isekai manga because reading manga. I think isekai manga is better than the anime. Uh, the experience okay. at, at least and i was like all right if i'm gonna you know see slime i'm gonna read the manga the beginning is quite fun i i admit that but after i think it was like 20 chapters i was like okay this is not fun anymore it's just uh, like it just becomes like everything else no it's it's just boring honestly it's not like everything else of course he gets like a bunch of powers and gets sure, overpower sure. and things like that but it, it's just not fun i wasn't get i wasn't having fun it's not like I am the strongest villager that I've ever existed and I became the farmer in another <laughs> world or things like that, which is wacky at least. Uh, slime is just not fun, but Crunchyroll, that, and that's something funny about slimes, that Crunchyroll has a bunch of anime uh, they produce with their money and 
they know it's not a good enemy. So usually, <laughs> usually what they do, they just go around making a bunch of PR stunts for that enemy. Right. And if you are, you know, if if you follow any Crunchyroll for any country in Twitter, you see that they will just make tweets and tweets about one particular show and it's usually not yeah they joke about it they take they they do pictures out of context uh they put banners on their site of yeah shows like that yeah yeah, yeah and it's mean. usually not a good show magical yeah. girl Ore though but yeah, slime quite a lot. slime is actually the first one that this pr stunts actually work and people start watching it and liked it uh so it's kind of weird it it, it sets in a weird place like it's very popular with people who watch Crunchyroll. <laughs> so when it comes to the Crunchyroll Awards, people are like, oh, you know, that slime uh, got reincarnated in, his, uh, in another world with slime. The, the main character is there, so I'm going to vote for that. And a lot of people voted for it because they are having fun watching the show. Right, right. <clears throat> so like okay. it's kind of it, that was the most weird thing <laughs> like that was the weirdest one i i, I wasn't expecting uh <laughs> rimuru to win yeah i think you still called it though just yes i called away. it i called it but <laughs> i was just like what <laughs> when i when i pulled up the results page on crunchyroll i noticed a lot of people were upset about uh goblin slayer not being on uh, this category and the best anime category. A lot, I, of, a lot of people, a lot of people was like, "Oh, this is in the chat." Was like, "This is rigged. This is rigged." There's also a few like uh, YouTube videos that say, "Oh, they rigged it," and blah blah. blah. I don't I think so it, because yeah. of anime of the year. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> so best like, director. <laughs> and best director, it's like they they just right. they crowned Netflix. In the Crunchyroll Awards, so like you know, <laughs> uh, I don't believe it was rigged, but it's weird, nevertheless. You don't, there's no way to understand all those people taste, basically. And in, it's true. interesting the the collective mentality uh, behind the, the slime and that. Yeah, no, just, but I mean, like, sli- we've seen... slime and Goblin Slayer were the two ones that kind of stood out to me. Yeah, but like we've seen this before, right? Like it's how do how no, do you we do see that like, every because day? Because cr- look at Crunchyroll Awards. Yeah, no, but look at Crunchyroll Awards. Like, what do you do? The first Crunchyroll Award was completely fan based. It was horrible. Oh. It was absolutely terrible. And the like, winner that was the is. Yeah, the second you one. Nice. They, yeah, oh. The second one they decided to go with only. Uh, or sorry, not only. They decided to go with a mixture of fan uh, of fan votes and uh, judges votes. And the winner and is. And the same thing. Mahiro Academia. And this time. <laughs> And this time, I think they got more judges involved, but they still went with the judges and as well as fan votes counting. And I don't know, I I don't know which. Clearly, with some categories there was mostly just like I think this category will go to the or not will go to the judges pick, but like I think we'll let judges pick uh, pick uh, uh, like the shows for this rather than going like this is popular. Let's put that in there. <laughs> they use that for the less meaningful categories. I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying, Tori. Very possible. Anyways, we gotta move on here. Um, best animation Crunchyroll winner was Violet Evergarden, and we oh. agreed. Uh, Violet Evergarden won easily in ours as well. Uh, I will. I, I did notice that our our second place finish after the rain was not even nominated by Crunchyroll. So uh, take that Let's for what it's worth, I suppose. Best, no. <clears throat> best animation. Uh, best 
character design, uh, Crunchyroll winner was Jojo Golden Wind. And this is something that I, I, I thought about. Do you think character design should be from an original work, i.e. not based on a manga kind of deal? No. No, because, you know, you have... Uh, sometimes the character design change. We have, like, what is the name of that one? With the Saga of Tanya, the evil. How the... Oh, how yeah. It well, changed. that was a light yeah, that, novel, that, wasn't it? No, I mean, but you still have the... You, have, you still have you know, pages of the light novel, there's the there pictures. Mm. Uh, there's oftentimes artists working on light novels as well. Yeah, and it changes. You also have, like, for example, uh, Snafu changes the character design. Konosuba changes the character design a little bit. Not so much, but it, it changed. Uh, so, I mean, usually it's... light novels, they change the, the design a little bit uh, to please the investors. All right, fair enough. To make it Thought I'd ask, <laughs> but I, I don't think the designs in JoJo Bizarre Adventure are good. By the way, <laughs> just to, to make a comment. I mean, on there's that. Sir, there's they're, flair, they're fine, but eh. there's no, flair, but that's that's. I don't it. think I, I don't I think, think they're I don't think they're good designs. Honestly, well, they're from the '80s, you know. <sighs> no, it's <sighs> it's not about that. It's just like too crude of a character design. Uh, well, yeah, when 80s muscle-bound guys. That's that crude. No, like when when you look like at the face, uh, the face, some face features. There, there's mushy. The the ears are just blobs. Oh, they that's like what you donuts. mean. Donuts. Uh, okay. It's you know, it's it's not a good character design. Some a little things. I, I know I'm nitpicking. I I I guess mm-hmm. I, you can say I'm nitpicking, but a few things when you you know you compare to Megalobox, which had good character design. Uh, Violet Evergarden. That was interesting, but that was also a ver- uh, an original work, though, and so was Violet Evergarden. You have a Gretzko, which is uh, simple. Evergarden. It's a simple design, but I like simplicity. Violet Evergarden. Oh no, not an original. no, I'm I'm wrong. You're right. Uh, Violet Evergarden, Violet Evergarden is a, is a novel. A yeah, it's a light novel. novel. But they still have to create the character. Not exactly. They don't have to no, they, copy it no, they don't. Have you ever seen the light novel? There are pictures inside of it. <laughs> Is there pictures in the Violet Evergarden no- light knob? I'm pretty sure so. there is. Hmm. Yeah, no. But, like, even still, like, because, obviously, a character designer, especially when it comes to anime, a, a character designer's job is to translate the, whatever design has been made in the manga and to make that into anime. Then they decide how, how they want to do that. Do they want to go as accurate as possible? Do they want to go make it different? Usually they kind of stick somewhere in the middle. Try to make it easier to animate as well as sticking to looking similar to what it already is. Sometimes they decide to go completely whacked and just do something way different. Please but, the yeah, investors. Like the evil. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, fair enough. Again, I thought I'd I thought I'd ask. I thought that was an interesting question. <clears throat> so nominees for anime of the year from Crunchyroll were Place Further Than the Universe, Devil Bane Crybaby, Megalobox, Violet Evergarden, Hinamatsuri, and Zombieland Saga. And the winner was Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah it, um, it was quite. Like that. I mean, aside from Hinamatsuri, the other ones have quite like the safe pick. <laughs> I guess the yeah. judges. Well, okay, I'm the glad, judges I'm were glad like, you brought uh, that up. Yeah, the judges were like, yeah, let's. I, I'm gonna go safe in this one. So you know, <laughs> quite standard. So even Megalobox, just, which I don't think it was that good, uh, got into a nominee for Anime of the Year because you know it's a safe bet. Yeah. So um. Just to note that, uh, let's see, 
Place Further, Devilman, Violet Evergarden, they were in our top six. Uh, Zombie Lion Saga did make our top ten. It was eighth. Um, Hinomatsuri got about 21st. So, again, Hickey, I agree. Like, that probably shouldn't have been there. Um, and Megalobox got third in our most overrated category, so that kind of confirms that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you our, see... Like, our thoughts were, anyways. <laughs> if... If uh, if my Hero Academia season three was allowed to be in anime of the year, <laughs> definitely Hinamatsuri wouldn't be in that category. Yeah, yeah they they probably would have f- f- uh, switched switched out for sure. Mm-hmm. Nah, but the only thing that matters is that the correct show won anime of the year, and the Masaki Wasa won direct, uh, best director. So literally, the only two things that matter. Yeah, and it was funny. I'm sorry, Tori, you're wrong. It's only as good as second place. No, <laughs> that. Our, I'm not, I'm not gonna say this very often, okay? But for once, uh, for once, there was a place where the Crunchyroll Awards were better than ours, and I blame fucking people who got together and decided on what show to pick for first, okay? <laughs> oh God, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> But yeah, it, it was interesting. Like when when it came to the announcement of anime, you start laughing because the people chose a Netflix original anime to be anime of the year of anime, you know, like Crunchyroll anime awards, and I, I just started laughing my ass off. I was like, oh fuck, they can't even rig the thing well. <laughs> uh, I'm losing it. <laughs> the moment that happens, everyone just looks at me. Wait, no. That's not what I'm supposed to water. <laughs> uh, this is not how it's supposed to be. Ah, <laughs> oh, so that was the Crunchyroll Awards. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fun times. Less, fun times. Yeah, fun times. Less cringier than the last year. It uh, sounds like it was less cringier than the previous two years. So that's at least progress. You yeah, definitely it, need it, to watch so- it with other people, though. It becomes a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, it still gave me a headache, especially because it went until, like, 1 a.m., Oh, and, I was, and I was getting Boring. very angry because, you know, there was categories Boy, What where... time did it go for you? <laughs> Three, four. four in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. overall, uh, fun. There was a Jeff. He won some stuff. And it was a good time, especially watching with Tori. <laughs> there was a Jeff. They had this oh, random boy. lottery thing that happened. And some dude won. And they put the ball, uh, balls in and then they put up some... Some dude won, and he just walks up there, and literally he's got a shirt on that says "Yow." He's like, "What's your name, Jeff?" <laughs> just fucking burst yeah, out laughing. My name is Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. Yeah, oh, it, yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> v of Virgins was reading comments on Twitch. Uh. It was it was interesting, especially watching Vittori. We had a good time. I'm glad you guys did. Wasn't that the day after my birthday? I think. Uh, no, I, I think know. you were sick, actually. Yeah, you were sick. It was, it oh, was the same yeah, day of a, well, yeah, yeah. of a podcast recording. Yeah. I yeah, you were sick. I was, yeah, I was dying. That's right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, probably play a drop and a commercial and the whatnot when we come back. Samurai X review. Woo. Woo. Geeking out at the tower, discuss... 
Andrew doesn't know slang. I, I'm actually excited for this and everything points to that actually working out. If if anything, everyone will come out of being like Elizabeth Banks was off the rock on that one. Mm. I don't know what slang is these days. <laughs> that was so bad. I know. Off the rails, off the chain. Off a rocker. Off the rock? Where the hell you get that from? The rock. No, you didn't. All right, shut up. Mm-hmm. And you can find more at that at geoattcast.com. And now, back to the show. Are you here because you're following the will of others? Or are you here on your own will? All right, wise words, Captain Harlock. Wise words indeed. And with that, making a call to arms for any of our anime listeners out there, Please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us <laughs> get out there in the world. Show up in search results more and more. Higher in the search results as well. Go leave an iTunes review. Red Leaf Retrocast. We have run out of iTunes reviews to say on the podcast. And um, there's a bug in the Stitcher system where it's deleting random reviews. Nice. Good job, Stitcher. Good job, Stitcher. We hate you. (laughs) Red Leaf Retrocast Podcast, the number one anime cast in Finland. (laughs) Coming at you. I thought it was strange that uh, a lot of podcasts on uh, Stitcher just don't have reviews, or even the most popular ones only have like six reviews. Well, that's why they just Stitcher just randomly deletes them when they feel like it. Yeah. It's a, I don't so, need to stay there. Now a, we know. It's a, it's a review battle royale. They just, yeah, right. they just go around. Well, um, I noticed our top uh, upvoted review was deleted. Nice. Uh, that was like the first Stitcher review we got. That was ju- That's just gone now. Perfect. So Who needs it? Yeah, yeah who needs it? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Samurai X. Trust and Betrayal. That's right. Verona uh, Kenshin. Trust and Betrayal. <laughs> Veroni Kenshin, Kenshin, Trust and Betrayal, by Studio Dean, <clears throat> released February 1999. Uh, director is Kazuhiro Furuhashi, uh, also known for anime such as Get Backers and the original Hunter x Hunter. Oh, Get Backers. Oof. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Indeed. Come on. No, it, it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a nostalgia, nostalgic oof. It's not a oof, oof. Okay. No. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. Uh, this is a four-episode OVA series, and basically the origin story of Kenshin Himura. Uh, this takes place um, before the uh, more more known Roroni Kenshin series that was, uh, say, on Toonami in the West and was very popular, and and then uh, also of note the manga creator and his his bullshit that he's doing, <clears throat> or did. Oh, yeah, he only got a fine. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's just a healthy Japanese man. Oh, God. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Hey, Summary look, from Anime Planet. <laughs> I know about, I know about, I know a little, few things about Japanese law, and, you know, he was a healthy mm. Japanese man until 2013, but okay. then things changed. <laughs> Let's then the law that. changed. <laughs> and then he went online in a in a in a forum and asked asked something, but hey, the police was there and kind of caught him. <laughs> oh, I love right. that story so much! Oh my god, it's, it's uh, a it's a it's a read. It's yeah. A read. Let's talk about that. Later. Let's talk about Samurai X again. Back to that. Himura Kenshin was a boy orphaned by the murder of his parents. There's a lot of murder we're going to talk about. Now he is the 
Hitu Kiri Batosai, the most feared and skilled killer in 19th century Japan. In the midst of a bloodbath, he meets the love of his life, Tomoe. Will he continue to fight his enemies in a killing rage, or will she sheath his bloodstained sword? Ha! Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Little do we know. Oh, I, totally. ge- uh, I guess. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think they had sex before. The yeah. oh, they, oh, come on. They boned. They didn't. They I, definitely I boned. They mm-hmm. didn't. That, that is, come on, that they, is come on the Hick. Problem. You're crazy. Listen, okay, Kenshin is a uh, pure Japanese man. He's a pure <laughs> Japanese man. He's a oh come on! He probably Japanese has some man. some of that. He, he's probably got some of that Dutch Dutch tradesman in him. Hence the red hair. Come on. <laughs> he probably had a Dutch tradesman in him, yeah. Well, oh well, no, not like that, Hick or Tori. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know something about Dutch tradesmen living in Norway, don't you? Uh, no, I, mean, actually, I don't. <laughs> since he was born in the Edo period of Japan, he it is probably Portuguese. That's no, not Portuguese. Yeah, kind of. It's, like I'm thinking Dutch. Because I'm thinking Dutch. No, he's Japanese. Japanese because there was the the policy, the the Japanese policy of just shutting down every port to any foreigners in that the Edo period. Happened yet? That happened in the Edo period. About in in the Meiji happen? period, where the the actual series come, you know, start. Uh, there was the Western Westernization of Japan, which is also, by the way, the period where we see The Last Samurai, the movie with uh, Tom Cruise. Awesome movie. Uh, so maybe you are. Maybe it is Portuguese then. So like, but it's like a very awesome. old Portuguese from the nineteenth, for the uh, for the seventeenth century, and they just reproduced there in Japan and. Left behind in some traces of DNA. I don't know. Let's just keep going. Uh, All right, let's get back on track here. So this was released, this OVA series was released during the final arc of the much lighter TV series and tonal shift indeed. And the last episode of the OVA uh, of the four was released um, like a week or two after the conclusion of the TV series in Japan. So that's, um, you know, I thought that was interesting. Uh, how it was coming out. And they even, if you're watching the TV series, as much filler as it is, they do have kind of flashbacks referencing the OVA series. Uh, they in do, those, like in the that, last arc, arc, I think. The yeah. last arc of the the original uh, TV series, the manga as well. It's about yeah. the, the, the story of, what is his name? It's the, it's the younger brother of Tomoe seeking revenge. Oh, I forget his name, but yeah, yeah. Focus I have, on him, I have so. his name here. Uh, Himura Kenji, uh, trying to get revenge on. Yeah, hence on why Kenshin. Uh, Kenshin took the Himura name. So, uh, <clears throat> so set in the era of Japan, stuck in deep war of governments being overthrown. We here see child Kenshin, caught up in the political war discourse of the time. He gets caught up and brought in by a traveling warrior and taught the ways of the sword, his little special style. <clears throat> and uh, he gets recruited then by the government and works as an assassin despite his master's warning. So there's your little setup and story there. Um, so the story, this was interesting. 
Uh, right away in the first OVA, we see a lot of story going back and forth between Child Kenshin, or Shinta, we find out. That's his name. And the young assassin Kenshin and kind of how he gets recruited, becomes the Batosai, that kind of deal. Um, I thought that was interesting, a lot of the... Now, this is also the third or fourth time I've seen seen the OVA now. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking I, I at think, a much more critical perspective this time around. Yeah, I sure. think I've watched it like only once before, but when I was a kid, it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, there was a new thing, Samurai X, going out on television, <laughs> and then you just watch it. <laughs> so, uh, did I, I? I never really truly noticed this whole back and forth and how much it keeps going back and forth in rapid fire. Uh, what did you guys think of that? I mean, I like I kind of like it though, right? Because it is, it does kind of, uh, it does put more of a mind. Like especially for me, somebody who hasn't seen any other, any other Kenshin than this, it does kind of put a bit more context uh, in mind for me when I'm watching it. Like I understand, I feel like I understand him a little bit more when he goes mm-hmm. and just murders people in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> the show is quite gory. The show is very, oh, yeah. very quite well, I mean, it is an yeah, OVA, yeah. so uh, they didn't have as many restrictions when it comes to that. And Yo, no so also, by the yeah. way, bodies in half, going yeah. through the mouth and shit on the top of his head. It's awesome. By the, by the way, just allow me to say, like, Dean, whatever the fuck happened to you, but this thing, this thing, this is good, right? This is fucking, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not just talking about the gore, I'm talking about just general animation, like, for fuck's sake, they they animated individual strands of hair in this one. Like it's insane the amount of detail they went into for this this OVA. <laughs> that happens good. when you give people money; they actually work. <laughs> it happened when Dean doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the nineties. A lot of people, a lot of things are weird. Not like the 80s, because the 80s everything got cancelled. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. Uh, the 90s were kind of weird in, in Japanese, anime Japanese animation. You know, Dan was good. <laughs> Madhouse was rising. <laughs> Things like Madhouse that. Madhouse was on top, or just about to be, kind of. Deal yeah, like it was about to be in, ni- in 99. Yeah. yeah. Weird Different times. times. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite, I, I'm with you, Tor. I quite liked... Um, going from child Kenshin where he came to be. And then it cuts to kind of the young assassin. And I thought when it would go back and forth, they were relevant to each other, Mm. you know, of, of what was happening at the time. Like this happened from child Kenshin. Now we're here at, at, uh, assassin. And based on what happened this moment as a child, that's what brings us here to kind of what he's feeling or why he's acting the way he does at this time. And they do that, Two, three, four times. You know, pretty... I, I really liked it. Yeah. Gives you a good perspective. Um, so, episode one OVA is probably the more get you into the series kind of deal. Because two and three is all kind of set up. What's happening. Uh, tonal shift. Uh, so, episode one covers more of the origin. Where Kenshin at one point cuts down a man about to get married. And he leaves a deep cut on Kenshin's left cheek that just won't heal. He is <gasps> no. oh, don't, don't, don't. he is then yeah he is then told later that a cut from a man with a strong heart may never heal until the cutter's revenge has been concluded. So a little ominous kind of foretelling, and this 
really fucks with Kenshin's head. Because <laughs> he's, he's what, a teenager? Yeah. Or, yeah. or he's 18 or something? Something like that. He's, yeah. he's quite he's quite young. It fucks his yeah, head, but his, his head was already a little bit fucked. Well, it was already <laughs> fucked, and he was kind of, you know, slowly... Because it is interesting, like... Motionless kind of deal. Uh, if you mention... What is the name of his sensei? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Hiro, Hiro, uh, Hiko Seijiro. Uh, Seijiro, that's the, right, okay. The, the, yeah, the master of the Hiten Mitsurugi. The guy gets him, like, he's a kid. His family was, like, murdered. And then this guy appears and says, do you want to become a swordsman, a samurai? And he teaches him the Hiten Mitsurugi, which is a style, he says, to protect the wick. Right? Well, he was just kind of observing him because he sees this kid in the field uh, just burying these these uh this like couple or this family mm. and he's like why are you bothering to bury them like did you know them and he goes no they just kind of protected me for some reason and i feel like i needed to find good stones for their graves like, this is the least i could do you know he didn't really have much feelings toward him but he just didn't really know why they did what they did for him in particular <clears throat> so so Seijiro kind of pours Saki over, and he's like, "All right, um, you want to follow me?" <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> kind of let, he, he explains, he explains like this: this sword style is to help the the, the poor and the he weak. Did. He did in his training, yeah. and you know when before Kenshin becomes the Hitokiri Batosai, he has this argument with his his master and says, "Look, you have this power, powerful swordsmanship." But you won't go out. There are people out there. There's war. We need to fight. We need to help the poor and the weak. And right. the master says, look, uh, there's a lot of people uh, out there that says they are the righteous. They are the good people. And mm -hmm. if you follow for that trap, you're going to be fucked. Because you're going to cut down and kill people without realizing you are doing the evil instead of doing the good. So, you know, you shouldn't just go out uh, seeking those feelings you're seeking, and can she just tell him to go fuck himself, and then... He <laughs> As a rebellious teenager would, right? Yeah, and then go to become an assassin. So it's a little bit fucked, because the, the master said, if you go out, this would happen. And it is exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I really like that. No, I really like that. It was, it was a very good touch, and it, and it even plays into... Uh, the mainline TV series when Seijiro does reappear. Even even and... before he reappears, because, you know, uh, Kenshin, in the beginning of the series, he's just he's just this dumb, happy guy who doesn't want to fight. He, want, he wants peace. <coughs> and he just goes around helping the Wick. That is basically yep. the beginning of the series, where, you know, he found himself at the end of the OVA. Uh, and then you jump to the series, which is, I believe, 11 years after, kind Something of 11 like that, years yeah. after the OVA, and uh, already in the Meiji period, which was a, a huge revolution to Japan, uh, same period with, again, The Last Samurai, <laughs> with right. Tom Cruise and Samurai Shenblue as well. Uh, so yeah, and you know, you have this peace-loving guy just going around helping wake people, so he kind of found his way, and then Again, we see his master again, where he teaches him the the ultimate te technique. 
Yeah, I, I really liked uh, whether it was Seijiro warning Kenshin uh, of his of his fate if he goes down that path. Uh, there's a lot of deep, meaningful sentences and dialogue. Uh, lots of music and sound for scenes rather than dialogue, so it does a very good job of the show don't tell. Uh-huh. Deal a lot when, of times. Remember when anime could actually do foreshadowing correctly? Right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and lots of symbolism, here we go again, through the use of the color red. <laughs> also the flowers. Word. Just flowers, flowers yeah. everywhere. And flowers flowers. flowers everywhere all the time. But I did notice that it did do a lot of this somber gray to black and white kind of color palette going on. Mm. Uh, background work and character art uh, would change to this monotone uh, perspective a lot of the times, and it would it would highlight not so much. It would definitely highlight red a lot, especially blood. <laughs> but yeah. it would also highlight other things to pay attention to in scenes, which again was kind of a symbolism or foreshadowing of events to occur. Uh, I really like that. The water thing they did, mm-hmm. the water, nice. As we'll touch about the way the water looked beautiful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. God, this, I, I, I just I can't get over the fact that this is something Dean made. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good writing. It is good Dean. Good fighting choreography. It's very authentic. Let's play that uh, samurai fighting. You know, just it was quick. It was one two. Someone falls dead, and you see that a lot. Where Kenshin is just going around killing people. They, he they don't even parry. It's just like the guy tries to attack him, the the guy misses, and he just cuts the guy in half. Right? Usually, yeah, it's, it's that, not like and, it's and not and even that's, that's he how, doesn't even uh, cut the guy. Usually were. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting because like he doesn't cut the guy, and done. He he puts the sword, and it's kind of a light wound, and he presses with his other arm to just deepen the cut. It is very interesting. Right. It's it's very authentic and quite nice choreograph choreography. Uh, Again, a very much. Weird, good teen time in, in history. <laughs> but it's interesting because it's a very much different tonal shift and uh, perspective to the Shonen series. Where yeah, it, it here battles me. are within seconds <laughs> and, and a, mm-hmm. t- a couple moves. While in the Shonen series, you you see Kenshin against like Shishio. And they have multiple episode fights where like Shishio is being lit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And keep on He's flying. totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, nope. Good lord. There's a reason why this one's better. <laughs> yeah. But it, um, it reminds me of disagree. what happened to Pet Label. Because, you know, you have the, the Happy Go Luck series and then you go to the movies and it's just like, whoa. Damn. What happened? <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so, um,. Probably the most uh, influential and important character uh, in this isn't so much Kenshin himself. Uh, I know he's Shinta, uh, but we'll, for the sake of keeping continuity here, and and f- more people have seen the TV sh- series, uh, we'll keep calling him Kenshin, is uh, the character of Tomoe. Yes. And um, <clears throat> this is a woman he meets on the road after killing a man, or an assassin, like, come to fuck his shit up but uh, too bad for him he met the Batosai Um, so he kills him right in front of her and uh, she says the line you made the bloody rainfall just really cool scene really cool line she's been out drinking uh, and then she passes out into Kenshin's arms this is right during 
this mental kind of breakdown he's having and he's his he's clouded he he's he's misjudging things he's he's distraught uh and then she says this you made the bloody rainfall and he like almost lets go of his sword completely because he's about to kill her right because she's a witness but he she says this shit fucks with his head she passes out in his arms and he he uh he takes her back uh with him and um this cues a whole sequence of events from here on uh, where they're at the Ecodai Inn, I believe that's what it's called. Am I right, guys? Well, Maybe? the the little hotel there they stay. Either way, it's 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 an inn where uh, yeah, Kenshin yeah. and his uh, group of uh, his band the, of what merry the men. <laughs> uh, there's a Bakumatsu. The Bakumatsu. It's yeah. a it's informal militia that happened in the final, like the ending of the Yedo period where people were trying to uh, take down the Tokugawa family from the shogunate. Uh, yeah, and you see a, that a, a lot. Like, th- th- there's a lot of stories. Something you don't see a lot in, in the original series, the, the <laughs> TV series. Here, there's a lot of stories, especially because Kenshin was di- directly uh, <laughs> involved in the revolt against the shogunate. So you see him in the Bakumatsu. Mm. You see the Shinsengumi going around with the the blue coats yeah you see a lot of foreshadowing of characters that you do see yeah. in the tv series you see the and, and you see the burning of kyoto or tokyo yeah. they they was, was tokyo or Kyoto? no it was kyoto i think it was yeah, kyoto. kyoto it was kyoto yeah. because to, uh, it only became tokyo in the meiji period uh so you you have the burning of kyoto you have brief holds, you have special agents around and ninjas and things like that. It is actually all history. It's very interesting. It's Well, speaking of history, I mentioned this in because apparently this uh, this battle of the Bakamatsu and the, I believe it was the Shinsengumi, actually yeah. did go, it's a famous yeah. incident that went down at this same inn. Yep. So there's a lot of historical direct references yeah, no, yeah. Like, and what really part of cool. what part of like what, how the fuck did Dean make this? Did you understand? Like <laughs> they, there's a lot of effort put into this. Like I did, and yeah. I, I absolutely, I, I absolutely love that. It is. I mean, and obviously, it's not like you know. You'll see it a lot of anime with like you know references to uh, uh, to samurai whatnot. Has to like has to have that like oh we're at that inn where the fucking like it, it's not the first time you've seen this and it won't be the last. But like. Just kind of in context of everything, it's so cool how it's like they're telling it. They're obviously do, uh, doing another Rona Kenshin, but they're still keeping history in mind the entire way. To right. like really yeah. and just does that really well. And also the the in like when they flee the in, I think it's the ending of episode two. There's a, I mm-hmm. believe my favorite uh, my favorite phrase. Of the show, when the innkeeper looks at Tomo and says, "Like, she, because she smells like beach flowers, I think." Um, white plums. White plums, and the uh, the innkeeper says, "White plums uh, smell better in the rain, even if it's a blood rain." And I was like, "Oh shit, this is this yeah, is actually very cool." Yeah, there's another reference. Yeah, exactly. A lot of that. Uh, so um. She works at this inn, and uh, members of the Bakumatsu, Kenshin's little group here, are uh, they're kind of plotting their next moves and what have you, uh, and they think there's a spy in the in the midst of it all, and obviously they think it's Tomoe. They're very suspicious of her and everything. So, uh, eventually they do flee, 
and uh, um, a member of the Bakumatsu, I believe it's the the head dudes, like recommends Kenshin and Tomoe because they're kind of, I guess, he 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 put he pins them together as a fake married couple to kind of stay incognito more, and uh, all episode three is just Kenshin and this this woman Tomoe um kind of healing their own hearts and i believe oh someone i can't remember who it was but someone in episode 2 makes a reference to Kenshin saying that woman can possibly dull his sword or sheath his it's, sword yeah it's the it's the main guy the main it's the main guy in the, the bakumatsu who says that I believe it is. It's the it's the noble that was controlling the Bakumatsu. Yeah. So he, he mentions that, and all the while you notice that um you can see Tomoe shifting it's Katsura. His name is Katsura. Katsura, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Katsura. Okay. Which is yeah. from Gintama as well. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I know yeah, that clicked in my head too yeah. as well. I was like, ah, Katsura, leader of a rebel group in Okay, I got you. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the same. It's the same period. It is interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting period. Uh, just you know why Katsura is the good guy and why you know he he chose <laughs> Kenshin to be his sword yep. is because in the other period, the samurai they could just go around killing people, and the Shinsengumi was famous for just you know killing people on the streets. Uh, so they that's why they were the bad guys in this case. Uh, you know. If you're just walking, mm. minding your business, and the Shinsengumi would just go around and, I don't know, you just went too close to them, they'd just stop you and said, you touched Trip me. Trip on the road in their path. Yeah, you, you touched me, how <laughs> dare you? They would just put you on your knees and cut your head off in the middle of the street. So, like, that's why they, they're seen as the bad people. Right. It's kind of frowned upon today, I will say. Yeah, 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 people don't really like doing that, like when that happens to them. And, <laughs> and like, they, yeah. they, do you really have to go and make our streets so messy? Like, there's lit, a lot of littering isn't allowed. Like, it's a you gotta do you gotta <laughs> do chalk lines now and everything. It's a mess. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Tomi Tomo Tomoe's kind of role was to kind of open up Kenshin's heart and and his. Uh, I want to say his mind open again, and um, and the same worked for Kenshin with Tomoe because you find out Tomoe uh, just had her husband to be die, and uh, she's kind of, she's kind of lost in herself. She ran away from home, uh, doesn't want to return, so she's kind of lost. So they're both kind of helping each other out mentally, and uh, contrary to what Hickey thinks, I think they also helped each each other out physically. <laughs> no, there was a scene that might, but they were using clothing. They just snuggled together no, in a blanket. Underneath. No, it she wasn't. They just snuggled together, and you know, he was like, "Oh, I, I like being a farmer. <laughs> I don't want to kill people anymore." You know, <laughs> well, they have a lot. Nice. They have a lot of alone time together. They yeah. have a lot of alone time Boy. together, but they need to wait until they're married. Mm. This is important. They important. were already married, technically. <laughs> technically, yeah, they but were they have to be legal. They, they have to be actually married. They can't do it on a fake marriage. That's no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Remember, kids, in this period, uh, Christianity was banned. So if you said something like that, 
If you said that, you just, you know, get killed. Just <laughs> straight ahead. Oh, Samurai Shen Blue. You should go watch. There's also a movie about that that is actually very interesting, but I don't remember the name. It's actually a whole arc in uh, in the Roroni Kenshin TV series. Um, it's not very good, but they reference, like, this, Christ- this whole village that are Christians, and they uh, basically the government comes down and wants to murder them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they did murder them all, and then there's survivors, and gotta finish the job kind of deal. So, anyways. Uh, I really liked Tomoe's character and her role she played in this, and it's a big role, to say the least. It is, it is. She's, she's seeking revenge, first of all. She's seeking revenge. We discover after the, that she's actually a spy as well. Oh! <gasps> So, you know, she's she's the spy. Uh, she was seeking revenge. She actually falls for the main character. She's the, f- the main character's, you know, Kenji first love, mm-hmm. uh, where he kind of recovers his, his way of, you know, I shouldn't be going around killing people. Uh, Would you qualify it as a bit of Stockholm Syndrome? Yes. There's no, there's, way, yeah. there's not really other way to describe it, because she starts spending so much time with him and understanding his circumstances and why he did what he did, and you know how he felt, and he was like, "I, I destroyed your life." He he says yeah. that like, "I destroy your life. I I killed the person who was really important to you, and uh, I should be killed by that and things like that." So. Kind of, yeah, it, it qualifies as Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, in a way it is, but as soon as she finds out, like, again, his circumstances and everything, um, and who he is, she doesn't blame him at all. You know, it's it's of the time. She kind of, she just goes, yeah, that's how shit works uh, as that well. Always, that's how mafia works. <laughs> no, <laughs> just... Just, just, uh, just dead memes around. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... The good thing is... It is very historical accurate for an enemy. You know, when when we have an enemy where the Bakumatsu is actually a idol group and, you know, <laughs> you have with uh, a bunch of Oda Nobunagas, different Oda Nobunagas, from oh a God. woman Oda Nobunaga to a makeup pilot Oda Nobunaga. If an enemy is historically co- correct with Japanese history, <laughs> you should be praised. And it's something they touch about. Like, it's... It's the way of living in Japan. It happened. He was, you know, patrolling the streets and got killed. And, you know, although she won, she seeks revenge, she kind of understands it. She kind of... It, I, I, I still think it's part of the Stockholm Syndrome. Because she internalized the way he, he feels about things. And right. kind of start thinking like Kenshin things where that's just the normal. Where in the yeah, beginning she's like, it yeah. doesn't doesn't matter if it's the normal. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna shake him. <laughs> but you know, after a while, she started internalizing and seeing bodies falling to the ground as Kenshin just slaughter people. Uh, she kind of internalized this feeling of this is his life and I shouldn't blame him. I'll uh, very Stockholm syndrome like, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. He's just murdering. <clears throat> <laughs> just good old-fashioned assassinating. So, uh, Tori, I'll ask you this, since you've been on the little quiet side here. Uh, did the kind of somber and slow middle two episodes, 
did it set up everything properly, run too long, uh, the slowness of this area of Kenshin and Tomoe being the, the fake married couple in the fields, um, how'd you feel about all that? Uh, I mean, obviously it's been a while since I watched it now, but like, it's, from what I remember, like, I did, I did like it, because it does ultimately work to set up, set up everything towards the end, and it's, it's kind of nice, right, because this, this OVA could easily have just been like, uh, ultimately let's watch Kenshin slaughter people until, until the end, and then, and I'll be fine getting betrayed, because it, it wouldn't was... be bad. It, it was, was well animated. It was weird yeah. routine and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like you know, the uh, it makes sense for the story to kind of slow down a little bit and to take his time with his his characters, right? Because you don't want to fall into the other into the other trap of like or the trap of like a lot of other action series. Take for example, recently, um, a Kill. Right? There's a lot of killing. There is a lot of killing. What mm-hmm. is it all for? Who cares? There's a lot of killing. <laughs> You're right. And, and it You're could right. have easily fallen into that. So I feel like for them to take that decision to step back a little bit, that, that was nice. And it made me appreciate the show a lot more. It gets you It gets you right into the character's mindset. And uh, because one character is going through the understanding, you, the viewer, starts going through that same emotional uh, track. Um, and it worked both ways, which I thought was uh, done brilliantly. <clears throat> Some nice so, yeah, I mean, it, it not only helps, you know, all those things, but, but it also kind of takes Genshin away from the historical <laughs> events, right? He's just... <laughs> he just get away from the Bakumatsu and things like that and start mm-hmm. hiding. So you start in that at that point, being former faking a marriage, you start seeing the begin the actual beginning of the series, where he's not part of any historical things. He's just going around minding his business in that time period. He's not part of the Bakumatsu. He's not trying right. to kill the shogunate. He's not fighting the Shinsengumi. He's just a samurai, a Bronin, you know, a a, <laughs> a samurai without a master, just going around. And basically, that's the beginning of the Kenshin we see in the. Ultimately, we see in the in the, in the series, the TV series. Right. So, <clears throat> then we have OVA episode four, the culmination of it all. Was it worth it? Did it pan out right? Anything disappointing? Did Tomoe kind of get what she deserved? Did Kenshin uh, become the uh, epitome of the um, uh, gullible teenager to it all? Because just some random dude comes up and he goes, yeah, she's really a spy. (laughs) Do I work with the Bakamatsu? Ah, sure. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the biggest problem is they set up the very cliche thing and in the anime, <laughs> uh, also her, I I I made I I got the wrong name for her brother. Uh, her brother is called Yukishiro Enishi, and you know he sees the 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 last fight, right? Which is kind of cliche, and then in the anime he goes seeking revenge for his sister mm-hmm. Tomoe. Of course, you don't know it. 
because technically you should watch the this series first and get intrigued by why he's seeking revenge then you go watch the OVAs and you see that still instead of being so in, in that case instead of creating a, a cliche in the series it will be just disappointing <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> because it, it is very dumb right she just pulls like she, she jumps in front of the of the guy the, the main bad guy for the fourth episode and got slaughtered by Kenshin by accident uh, because he's drugged uh, he fights some ninjas and the ninjas kind of poison him he goes tries to kill the guy in one single hit and Tomoe tries to protect him not the bad guy tries to protect Ken Kenshin and gets killed in the process so Enishi's looking at that and sees it and say yo uh Kenshin is actually the bad guy and he was told by the, the bad guy from the fourth episode that Kenshin is actually the bad guy and he grows up thinking that Kenshin was the bad guy who slaughtered his sister. Uh, then in the last arc you see Enishi trying to... Well, that's a spoiler for the series. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> no, well, I won't spoil it. This TV okay. series because I, I'm very nostalgic of it and I feel like people should watch it because <laughs> it's very fun. Mm. Oh come on! I think, the, I think the first forty-five episodes of the series is fun. <laughs> oh yeah, the forty-five episodes—they're not Dean, <laughs> because Dean <laughs> Dean only started making the the TV series like halfway through. Yeah, but regardless, so like you know, so if you watch the OVA first, which I don't recommend, it it creates a cliche on the TV series. If you watch the TV series first, the fourth episode of the OVA is kind of. A, cliche let down disappointing thing <laughs> as like oh that's the misunderstanding with the a misunderstanding slaughtering of innocent people <laughs> oh i don't know i i, I agree that it i agree that it is a bit of it is a bit of a cliche ending um but again it's kind of like it's i'm for me i'm fine with it because it's it pretty much builds up against this you knew with all the foreshadowing what that you knew something like this not necessarily exactly how it happened, but you knew something like this was going to go down. Um, so for me, I'm fine with it. Uh, and obviously, I haven't seen the TV series, and honestly, I have no intention of ever watching the TV series. You should watch. It's, I, it's quite fun. I don't care about Rurouni Kenshin at all, but I did really enjoy the OVA. Like, yeah. it was one of those things where it was like, I had it recommended to me like a hundred times, and it's just like, sure, fine, let me watch it. And then I did, and it was pretty good. Uh, but... The TV series for me, it doesn't. It just doesn't sound like something I'm interested in at all. It's a show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, it's almost a show, Joel. <laughs> but let's let's play that. Uh, the the way Yuroni Kenshin worked, I bet there was a Norwegian dub at some point. <laughs> you know, I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it it went on television in every single fucking country of the world. Actually, so, let me look that up. You guys keep talking. I'll check that. All right. But so, yeah, so uh, like, but the, the I, fighting I really sequences like they were amazing in the fourth episode with the ninjas, uh, because you know when when Kenshi was fighting through them, uh, when the ninjas they were not killed but they were severely injured, they would just mm -hmm. go to a bomb and next and like suicide bomb trying to kill Kenshin with them. And there was like yeah, this know, one scene. They know they're dying, so they might as well try. Yeah, and take there was them with like them this one deal. scene where the guy just finds the the trigger to the bomb and he's crying so like he just cries and pulls the thing and explodes so you have like this 
the sequence of the the explosion expanding towards Genshin. Mm-hmm. Dean, what yeah. happened to you? <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of good instances like that. I agree. A lot uh, of good instances. My favorite thing, like I already, I've already uh, gushed about the show of a lot of things, but one thing I've I have yet to touch on is the use of sound. This was my favorite thing in the show. The whole somber feeling, the atmosphere that that sound always played in the show, and uh, I looked into it a little bit more. The guys, the guy's name is Shoji Hata. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, some of the things he's worked on, uh, being sound director, is things like Aka 13, uh, the new Boogie Pop series, Ooh. One Punch Man, oh, Ancient oh, Megas Bride. So a lot of yeah, all right, this guy series is a, yeah. with good music and sound, right? Yeah, this guy is a, one of the good composers of anime. One yeah, of the took five a, took it one fairy step tale further. too. Well, okay. it has it has a good soundtrack, yeah, yeah. Fairy Tale has good music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, took it one step further. A re- he's a recording engineer, head recording mm. engineer in Serial Experiments Lane, which is all music and sound and atmosphere, and oh, even death static Man. noises everywhere. In, uh, he also did uh, what's that? Oh my god, uh, what's holy shit? What's it called? Hold on. So this dude knows how to set up environment and atmosphere, and yeah, he did, as far as I could tell, this was one of his first works. He also um, did Kids on the Slope, by the way. Another music show. So there you mm-hmm. go. So yeah, the, the, I'm going to keep my eye open for Shoji Hata in the future uh, for shows. And um, yeah, I mean, the well, new Boogie Pop is just going... The, the music it's also, well, it's a convoluted Boogie. It's Boogie Pop, so it's convoluted <laughs> yeah. mess. So. Shorty Hotta is also apparently great. set to uh, do, be sound director for the upcoming Vinland Saga anime. Excellent. There you go. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Also, I looked it up. There is no such thing as a Norwegian dub for uh, Rurouni Kenshin, and it was oh, never bummer. aired on TV. No, well, look up the sucks. German or Danish version. That's close enough. <laughs> nah, I'm good. So, yeah, the the use of sound and atmosphere, the uh, the swords, you know, clinging, you know, he was head dude behind it all, and it all, you know, kind of makes sense now in my head. Um, that was my one of my favorite things that stood out in the show. Um, I really liked the ending, as cliche as it was. I thought it fit, and it was set up properly, so oh. things like that can work when executed. Well, yeah, so yeah. I, I really think, like the whole thing at the end where she cliche. gives him that one last cut. So I still think it's cliche, especially because I I looked at it with the TV series, uh, so it's kind of cliche. But the execution of the episode, props to the director by the way as well. He did an excellent job uh, directing this OVA and the execution of the last episode, uh, going through. Kenshin life as a normal person, seeing that maybe there's more to life than killing people in the streets, oh, yeah. uh, getting to throw back at that life at the end again with Katsura appearing and saying, "Now we are going to take down the Shogunate," yeah. uh, and going back to that life because his first love was killed <laughs> yeah. by the evil people that are the Shogunate. Uh, so you know, we go back to that. The execution is great. Yep. Speaking of director, a little bit cliche. Speaking of the director, speaking of director, Kazuhiro Furuhashi also directs Tororo this season. Oh, I didn't see that when I was looking looking him up. Yeah, I just saw. That's cool. <coughs> so that makes that makes more sense with the fighting sequences and everything and the sword fights. So yep. cool. 
Um, I think, uh, so final thoughts here. Uh, I think the series uh, even ended on a very good note of Kenshin kind of putting the uh, scarf over the graves and his master, Seijiro, kind of passes by and he... That's like the hint that Kenshin finally understands his master's words, you know, and he's and he's moved on, and that kind of cues the TV series where he's the wandering samurai. So he's the happy, I really like <laughs> happy <Yeah. laughs> wandering samurai. <laughs> so I really like this show. If you guys are ready to score it in final thoughts, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so I'll just continue then. Uh, I really don't find anything wrong with this at all there's a reason why this is regarded as oh. something oh. everyone yeah you you can hear it coming oh. oh oh you don't find anything wrong i know what nothing is going wrong. i know what's nothing going wrong. on no nothing wrong i'm entertained this is the fourth time i've watched it through and it was it's just as good as the other three times <clears throat> never never been bored by it i i always find certain things uh, new each and every time, which is a good sign. So it has high rewatchability. Uh, Hickey, I'm doing it. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. We need we need a drop too. Well, just a JD <laughs> drop because he's just a JD only, drop for ten. Out he's of 10. the only person who gives ten out of ten. <laughs> what is this? The third or fourth? Fourth. Uh, I can I can I can look it up. It was the How fourth. If I'm not mistaken. Oh man. Man. Oh man. Oh, yeah, no. I mean. It's Samurai X. It's Samurai X. I almost said the name in Portuguese because you know it's part of my, it's part of my childhood. Uh, the TV series. I think it's the first time in this podcast I'm feeling nostalgic. I was feeling nostalgic in all the way. I almost binge watched the series <laughs> during the <laughs> night, but then this I start the talking about. Right, uh, but then I start <laughs> talking about the Russo-Japanese War, and I bought Hearts yeah. of Iron Four, and I'm playing. Hearts of Iron 4. Uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Meiji era, but still. Uh, the OVA, from a history point of view, it's very good. To understand a piece of the Japanese uh, history, you need to make a little bit of research, especially because of the names, who the characters are, but it gives you an idea of what happened, especially if you watch the TV series, which is in another era, uh, it's the Meiji era. Still think Samurai Shampoo with its wackness of <laughs> hip hop <laughs> and rap uh, gives a a, a deepened uh, view, has a deepened view of the Meiji era. But this one with the, the fall of the Shogunate, fall of the Tokugawa, which was in power since the 1600s. Uh, it's very interesting, you know, you have that insight. The execution is perfect. Uh, Director-wise, perfect. The sound is great. The characters are great. <laughs> it's, everything is great. I'm going to give it... Since I was thinking of an 8 out of 10, but since JD, JD gave it a 10, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yay! That's as good it as Hickey gets. It is as good as I get. <laughs> Highly entertaining. You don't need to watch the, the TV series to watch this. I recommend oh, yeah. you watch the TV series because I honestly like it. But you don't need the TV series. You can watch it as a standalone. Uh, really good animation, really good sound, really good characters. What the fuck happened to Dean? Nine out of ten. <laughs> so, yeah. Hickey and I are in agreement. Oh my god. <laughs> we are not in an agreement because I didn't yeah. give it a ten. Well, you refuse to give anything out of ten, so this is as close as we're gonna get. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Not like again. Absolutely. You should watch this just to see Dean do well. <laughs> I, You're really just, onto that, Tori. You won't I let am. It go. I am. It's, it's Dean, man. Like what you the really hell? Lo- he, you but really anyways, like Dean. Uh, sometimes they do all right, but for the most part, they they disappoint me. Well, did uh, they do all right this time? They did okay. I'd <laughs> did say. Okay. Uh, I'd say that you know it leaves a little bit to be desired, all things considered. I know, like it's honestly, it's a really good show. It's I had a lot of fun. Four episodes. I I wish this was longer. I wish this wasn't just an OVA. I wish this was an actual full blown series. If this was the actual series, I would have watched it in a heartbeat. But <laughs> nope. Uh, so the OVA is just it's really good. So I give I give it a strong eight out of t- eight out of ten. It was really close to a nine, but eight out of ten. Well, Great it gets sure. a nine anyways. Yeah. <laughs> from the whole Look, host. Tori, yeah, if you watch the TV series, then no. start animating the TV series, I think episode 63 no. until the <laughs> end. So you can actually see Dean no. being good Dean. Having the, the, the same Dean who animated the, <laughs> the Zovier animating the TV series. No. <laughs> also, Dean made Konosuba. And that counts as a win. I mean, yeah. They can, they can when they want to. I just wish they, they, they wanted. Can, they want they to when do they want to translate. Man. They can when they have the money. <laughs> but oh, they usually, they usually they have the money, on. but they just don't spend that in anime. <laughs> <laughs> why would we hire animators? What the fuck, man? <laughs> what? Why can we? Hi- oh, why? Why should we hire animators if we can just get the money for ourselves <laughs> and uh, evade some taxes so we don't need it? To, <laughs> we don't give it to the government. <laughs> I love you, Dean. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, raving review from Samurai X. Trust and betrayal. And we have an announcement to make since (gasps) it's the end of the show. (gasps) Oh, my God. Is it happening? It's happening. We have another contest coming, and this one's big. This is for our anime listeners out there. If you were looking for a high dive uh, subscription, then this contest is for you. Because we are giving away to one lucky fan... A high dive gift card in the amount of, I believe it was $15 that was given to us. So, hooray! Yeah. So, if you want to enter, just, uh, we, we'd really love an iTunes review. Love it. So, if you are love a it. new listener, if you're a new listener, you can enter via an iTunes review. If you are a returning listener, just prove that you're subscribed somewhere to us, whether it's iTunes, YouTube. Uh, Podbean, wherever you listen to our podcast, just that's how you enter. Uh, screenshot your subscription or iTunes review for the new listeners out there to any one of our Twitters, which you can find in the description below, and you'll be entered. So this will be going on for the entire month, uh, for the rest of the winter season. So you will get the lucky winner will get the new high dive subscription at the start of the spring season. So you can keep up Which with is the good seasonal because anime. Since I think it's like $3 a month for High Dive, so you can not only watch the seasonal shows, but also enjoy the catalog, which is quite good. Exactly. And then you can go back and listen to all of our previous reviews of the other High Dive shows you can check out there. So there you go. It works for everybody. So again, just do a screenshot of your subscription for returning listeners, new listeners. Leave an iTunes review, and I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know your name. I know your. I know your name. I know where you live. 
and just screenshot your entry to any one of our Twitters uh, at Bowling JD, uh, Tori Extra, I believe, or no Tori RLR, a uh, Tori RLR and Mightiest of Hickey. Yeah, um, so Tori changes the Tori Loves Trap one. No, it's All just right. Tori. Yeah, I'm thinking of changing it again, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and naturally, where would we be without? Our, uh, with our uh, affiliates, which is uh, Retro Twitch, the Retro Gaming Discord, you can enter, you can uh, join them at uh, Retro Twitch Con via a uh, link found on their Twitter. That's Retro Twitch Com, C O M at the end of Retro Twitch. And naturally, our joined network called Anime Radicals, along with a number of amazing anime podcasts out there. So if you're into more seasonal stuff, uh, more more comedy focused. Uh, different perspectives, anime radicals. You can find them at all your favorite podcasts and outlets, just like us, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and the whatnot. And hit them up on Twitter, at Anime Radicals. There you go. This has been episode 44 of the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition. And thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Goodbye.